BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that teaches you how to survive the things that could kill you. Like megastorms, monkeypox, the lottery curse, and how to survive the things that just make you wish you were dead. Thinking Denver's a state. (laughs) Spilling red wine on a newborn baby. Sure. Or how about blowing it all on national TV? Oh, I can relate. Yeah. I know you can. The only thing that's going to calm me down right now is some theme song music. Theme song music. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Ground is shaking under our feet. Mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. We gotta stick together if we're gonna survive. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I am Danielle. Hey, I'm Christine. I'm going to start the show a little differently this week. I hope so. Which I hope is okay with you. I have a question for Garen. Great. Because I saw one of his vague posts with a picture of him with a bunch of Stouffer's products. Okay. So, and as I was leaving the house, Jimmy said, don't forget to ask uh, Garen about Stouffer's. And I was like, yeah, I I don't know what that was all about. So, Uh, what's the story? Are you brand ambassador? You think so. Uh, the other night I was watching the last few episodes of Mary Tyler Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, right before I had a nice emotional breakdown when that ended. Yeah. Uh, and I tweeted, um, I have a serious question. Don't answer me if you're going to play games or whatever. And okay. I was like, how late is too late for a Stouffer's mac and cheese? Oh, I did see that. Okay. And then people were responding. And then the next day, Stouffer's was like, uh, they responded and were like, anytime, send us a message and we'll send you some stuff or whatever. Paraphrasing over a couple really? of Really? Yeah. So by the time I got home from ne- Never Not Funny yesterday, I had uh, two bags full of Stouffer's frozen Whoa. on my doorstep. Yeah. Are you kidding? No. I have to ask. French pizza? French yeah. bread pizza? Yep. Wow. That's I mean, all I know Stouffer's from. I mean, I loved Stouffer's French bread pizza through my teen years. Their mac and cheese is so good. Is it? Yeah. Is it like you have to add, is it like craft where you have to add water or is it just a it's microwave, right? It's, it's all microwave. microwave. Yeah. You can put it in the oven, but that takes upwards of 18 minutes and I do not have time. That seems for like a long time 18 minutes. No, I do Mac not. and cheese. No. Karen. Eight minutes in the, six minutes in the fridge or in the microwave fridge. Fridge. I like it cold. <laughs> <laughs> you like the cheese congealed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Wait a Crunchy. second. Wait a second. All right. I'm a big fan of Trader Joe's macaroni and cheese. Have you had it? No. Is it frozen also? It's also frozen and it gets all crispy on top. It's very cheesy, delicious. Mm -hmm. So I want you to do me a favor. Uh, I smell a taste test. Taste test. And you tell me. Okay. Try them both. All right. Let me know. Just come back and give us. Or bring one of them to to Chris and she can do a taste test. I'll do it. Yeah. I don't want to. You know what? I don't want you to do all my emotional labor. (laughs) Why don't we just do both? 
Yeah, like both just, of you I'll have just, a taste test. Okay. You bring it Trader Joe's, I'll bring it Stouffer's. Okay. And we'll just try it. I agree to these terms. All right. Oh, you mean try it here on the show? Yeah, why not? Oh, uh, now we're Morning Zoo also? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Right. 46 episodes? I think yeah, it's time might as well. Might as well. We knew this day was coming. What are we talking about today? Guys, Christine? I... This is going to apply to so many listeners. <laughs> I'm so excited okay. because we're about to help so many people. First off, I have a question. Yeah. Do either of you play the lottery? Interesting you should ask. It is. Because I am vehemently opposed to the lottery, but whilst Jimmy had COVID, I think it was... I think that's when it was when he had a rebound. Yeah. He asked me to go to 7-Eleven and buy him whatever that thing is. Super, super idiot. Super ball ticket, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, so Oliver and I walked down and I just gave Oliver a lecture on how I'm opposed to yes. the lottery. But I'm doing this for your dad. I just don't understand. I don't understand the um, logic of, well, now it's seven billion Yesterday was only two billion, but now it's seven billion. So I've got to play. Right, right. What? It's like I'm losing money if I don't. Right. <laughs> I just don't. I cannot wrap my head around the risk reward. I, I just anyway. So I no. To answer okay. your question, no. Um, I have occasionally. My dad is uh, pretty obsessed with it. Like he would go to Ohio mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and drop two hundred dollars on tickets every time it got to a certain amount yes and then the next day he'd be combing that newspaper looking for this is back yes. when we all you know had newspapers delivered yeah but he would comb those numbers and he'd be like God, i was only one digit off here and one digit off here and i would have won fifteen hundred thousand dollars or whatever the, yes. that's a real number right if i would have done this one this one it, all my whole life now why did he go to ohio was there no lottery different in- lotto different like i don't think it's mega million maybe it was mega millions before mega millions was in michigan oh you mean one of those oh, kind of okay. situations but he would do the state lotteries of two different states, you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Christine? No. I. You know, I've never bought a lottery ticket. Yeah. Um, I definitely come from lottery people, as Darren does. <laughs> <laughs> I descend from uh-huh. coal miners and lottery sure. folk. Um, it's a rich, deep tradition. It is. <laughs> it is. Of... It's like the nickel was handed down generation after generation to scratch off that yes. silver stuff. Oh, I have bought scratchers. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's different? Oh, yeah, yeah. Lottery is, you know, where you, you pick the numbers and you, right. the ticket comes out or you say, let that. I thought it was all part of the lottery. It is. It is. But I'm, I'm differentiating between okay. the lottery and the, the scratchers. And the, scratchers. Okay. Yeah, the lottery one, you're just throwing your money away. Yeah. The scratchers. scratchers. Now you can win I mean, Jimmy's mom used to give us scratchers for like for Christmas. And that was fun. And yes. like, you could win like $5 or something. Yeah. So I get that more. It's a little, seems a little it seems more a little tangible, a little more harmless. But I don't do that regularly. Like I've maybe done that a handful of times in my life, and I did win a hundred dollars one. All time. right, that's good. That felt fun. Um, have you guys ever won anything? I, nothing. You know, probably three dollars. I think I don't have luck. Fifty off of one card. Okay, it's good. One scratch once. Well, I now that I've gotten this information from you guys, your statistics, I'm going to give you some statistics that I dug up on a website called social.com with two O's. I thought you were going to say truth social. I was getting a little worried. Truth social. uh, We trust this, right? Okay. The average gambler in the U.S. spends around $261 on lottery tickets per year. Okay. The average... Oh, wait, scratch that. Okay. Scratch, scratch that. that. Get with it? Your nickel. Okay. Some locations are more prone to gambling than others. Okay. What do you think the state where people spend the most year? What state 
Florida. Nevada. Oh, okay. They don't have enough things to gamble on? Adults spend around $5,000 per year on tickets. Wow. What? 5000 According to the report, citizens in Nevada spend the most on lottery tickets, followed by adults in Rhode Island who spend around $449 per year on the lottery. Delaware came in third with adults spending huh. around 390 per year on lottery tickets. I mean, that sounds crazy. 5000 And it's a huge drop-off to Rhode yeah. Island. They must be counting casinos. I mean, let's remember, this is social with two O's, this website. <laughs> Where's the social? second O? I don't know. S-O-O. Social? Social.com. So wait, but they're saying on the lottery specifically. That's what it says. But I think I think they must be counting casinos. Guys. But that's but casinos don't have lottery tickets. I know. I know. Listen. Somebody will actually me in this moment. I'm trying to. I don't know if you're reading it wrong or maybe you wanted to go to a second source. Because this makes zero sense. I did want to go to a second source, but I was tired. I get um, it. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Okay. And Nevada adults spend around around 5000 per year on tickets. Okay. I mean, when they say around, maybe they mean... A lot less, like $500. <laughs> 57% of Americans buy lottery tickets. 181 million people buy at least one lottery ticket or more in a year. Okay. People over the age of 65 were the least likely to buy a ticket, and men were more likely than women. Okay. Single Americans, generally less likely to do a lottery, to get lottery that tickets surprises me. than uh, Americans with partners. Well, they got to buy their stofers. Yeah. yeah. We can't all get free stofers. No. We can't just Jesus. post online in the middle of the night. I want some mac and cheese and then it just shows up at your door. I did eat that mac and cheese. It was good. Well, it paid off, I guess. I know. It worked out for you. <laughs> and you know what? I'm happy about that. 44% of lottery winners spend their money within five years. Wow. Yeah. The report also discovered, this is by Forbes, 90% of all lottery winners have spent everything by the time their grandkids would be eligible to receive any cash, meaning most winners don't support future generations. I mean, I think we can look at Earth and know that most people, people don't, don't support yeah, future generations. We can tell by that. Well, also let them earn their own money. Yeah. Okay. They got to pick them up by their bootstraps. Yeah. Themselves up. Right. I'm good at sayings. Um, however, 83% said they did give some money to their families. Uh-huh. And men were more likely to give money to three friends, while women only oh, shared with one friend. See, that always... I have thought about that, about the friend thing. I don't think you want to give money to a friend. That gets I don't know. It gets very complicated because it's very... Uh, you can become incredibly, you know, resentful. Yes. Because, and, I mean, and if it's a loan, but then they'd be like, well, why do you have to loan it to me? You just want all this money. Yeah. I'm just surprised that men had three friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Here's a good statistic. I wonder if they have like some sort of uh, bracket thing where they figure out who, which three friends oh. they're going to give the money to. Like they do with like their sports. Yeah, their sports. kind of yeah. stuff when they're figuring March it Madness out. March Madness or something. Oh, yeah. They probably do it like that. You're right. I think so. L- according to Love Money, another powerful statistic group... And an 80s soul band. Oh, I loved that song. None of those things um, make any sense. Chocolate Dreams. Yes. 70%. Love money. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate Dreams. Chocolate Dreams. 
Oh, God, that's dumb. Around 70%. <laughs> I love when Garen laughs about something. I He's know. like laughing because it's so dumb. I want a shirt that says chocolate dreams. We can make that happen. Yes. It just got a big bowl of Cocoa Puffs on it. Yes. Because that's what the chocolate dream is you're but having. But fa- there's a face asleep in the in the cereal. Yes. And then just Zs coming out of the person's head. <laughs> Three Zs. Three Zs. They're asleep <laughs> dreaming of chocolate, even though their face is in chocolate. Oh, my God. Are Cocoa Puffs good? Yeah. I think yeah. so. I mean, I haven't had them in a while. But. I didn't have, like, sugar cereal like that until I went to college. And then I would... I did have... I did taste... Not the Cocoa Puffs, the Cocoa Krispies. Krispies. Yeah, Cocoa Krispies are good. (gasps) Those were good. I've had them recently. Oh, yeah. Like, well, in the last year. Okay. At some point, I think for maybe Christmas, I got the kids a box of Cocoa Puffs and Cocoa Krispies, and I wrapped them as presents. (laughs) Because I was like, they don't get to eat this usually. They're going to think that's fun. I don't know why that just struck me as so funny. I mean, I put like candy, candy and stuff in the in the stocking. So yeah. I don't know why I found that so funny, but just the idea. a big box of cereal. Yeah. Well, it's a big. Were they excited? Yes, because oh, think about okay. it. It's a big present. Yeah. It takes up a lot of space. Real yes. estate under the tree. Sure. And it's like cereal they always ask for at the store, and I'm oh, like, no, okay, no, All right, got it. You know, that is a great present. Though. So then they're just like, oh my god, I get to eat chocolate for breakfast. I love it. Cookies for breakfast. What? Remember those? Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp, yeah. Loved them. And I always thought, as a kid, I was like, oh, I'm on to you, because they would say part of this nutritional breakfast, yeah. and they would show the sugar cereal surrounded by, like, fruit, orange juice, yeah. toast, and, yeah. And I was like, oh, I get it. Part of this yes. nutritional, yeah, the part that doesn't count. I, I you was, knew. I knew. I knew Big Cereal was all over it. You were the Doogie Hauser of cereals. He wasn't like a what? Because just as I was smart, yes. Oh, okay, you were a got serial it. genius. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't go to medical school, no. <laughs> but, you- but it's really worked out. I was yeah. I was a savant, a serial yeah. savant. <laughs> Two scoops? I don't think so. Try again. How more about like serv- one in three four yeah quarter scoops. You were all you were all about that serving size, and you knew. <laughs> <laughs> I knew how much calories it was with milk and without milk. You had how it. much fiber? Yeah, and you yeah. didn't have to study it. You just looked at those nutritional facts one time. Boom, boom, right in it. there. Weren't we talking about the lottery? Let's get back to okay. it. <laughs> all right, according to Love Money. Yeah, the band and also the statistician. Right, dreams. Seventy percent of lottery winners end up going broke, and around a third will eventually go bankrupt. This has something to do with poor spending habits, toxic investments, and poor accounting. Mm. To make matters worse, Love Money also suggests lotto winners are more likely to go bankrupt within five years of winning than the average American. Jesus, that's so sad. I know. So this is see, this is why we need to be taught financial responsibility in school, and we're yes. not. No, we aren't. I had a class though in high school. I remember where they oh. taught us how to write checks. Oh, that's great. And how to balance a checkbook. I think that's really important. I never had a class like but that. But I think it was like only because it was for kids who they knew weren't. <laughs> on a college track <laughs> so it was like you're not going to college so let's but why kids on college all track kids need that all kids need that i think they assumed that like if you're a kid who's going to college your parents but are you teaching. did go to college i did end up going oh, but like but they they, didn't in high school were. they were like she's not yeah, she's, she's, we know her brothers she's, she's not going she's to college. barely going to high school right um okay 
Are you guys ready to learn how to avoid the lottery curse? Yeah. Because this is what so we need th- to oh, know. Oh, that's the curse. The curse is that you lose you, all your money. Yeah, the, yeah so, because you, okay, I am very interested in this. The lottery curse, there are many stories. If you Google lottery curse, there'll be like 10 people who lost everything. And oh. there are horrible stories of yeah. people who have these awful experiences and tragedies mm. in their lives from the money because of family members who then won't talk to them or, yes. or people that just like literally get murdered for the money. There's a lot oh of my God. dark stories like you can Google lottery curse and I mean, it, it's it's. Like top 10 people who've been murdered, basically. Because oh, my of their God. Money. There's a lot of darkness out there. So if you want to. Well, you can remain anonymous, right? In some states. Ah. Uh, okay. okay. So here is the way to not end up um, thrown in a six feet deep hole. Right. By a person who's pretending to be your friend. Mm. Who of among us doesn't dream? Of winning the big one. Sure. And being set for life, right? Yeah. I mean, actually, though, have, I've actually never fantasized about winning the lottery. I haven't either. It's I'm just, just going along with your promise. No, it's good, though. It's good, right? I don't go along. I, I mean, I don't fantasize, A, because I don't play it. And B, I know this sounds absolutely insane, but I don't think I would feel good about winning money. I, I, there's, do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I, w- I would feel... <clears throat> I mean, I wouldn't feel bad about winning $500 or $5,000. Yes, like billion. But billions, yeah. I would feel gross, I think. I, I think it's I wouldn't just, feel right about it. It's never, I, I mean, money's nice, but I've never been a person who's that motivated by large sums of money right. or thought of myself like, what if I was on a yacht? Like, yeah. I think my fantasies are always like, I'm signing my best-selling novel and all of the people who I've been jealous of are there right. and like look up to me. Or like, it's always where I'm successful and all the people who I've been jealous of are like seeing it. That's but, my fantasy. Yes, like my fantasy. If you were successful, then you'd also have money. But uh, it's from my own work. Yeah. That's, it's like I guess from that's my own effort. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not just like money just showed up. Right. Again, if it were in some reasonable amount. Yeah. If I, it were five thousand dollars. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's it, great. Yeah. If it were more than... I just think I would feel... Uh, I mean, you could give a lot of it away. Yes. But I don't I agree. Know. Well, some of these winners, the dream becomes a living nightmare. Daniel. Yeah. So here's a guy, Willie Hurt. He won $3.1 million in the Michigan lottery. Garen. Oh, my dad hates that guy. In 1989. <laughs> yeah. Well, within just a... You know what? Maybe your dad's not going to feel the same in a minute because in just a couple years, Hurt was divorced estranged from his wife and children, Aww. addicted to crack cocaine. Jesus. Well, so, if you got the money. Yeah. Go for it. I mean, might as well. I would have spent, I would have got something better than crack, but, yeah. you know, that's what he liked. Powder. Oh, right up the nose. <laughs> Susan. Treat yourself. Yes. You won the lottery. Yes. You don't got to go cheap. Suzanne Mullins won $4.2 million in the Virginia lottery after a family mem- member suffered a lengthy illness, she spent $1 million on his care and went into debt to the tune of nearly $200,000. But that's not because she won the... Mm. It is. It is. She wouldn't okay. have had the money. Okay. We're going to talk now about right. Al, Al and Carmen Castiano. I think that's how you pronounce their last name. Okay. They won $141 million in Holy California's shit. lottery in 2001. <clears throat> they have been largely unchanged by their windfall. They have the same circle of friends. They still go on family trips. 
though more comfortably. Yeah. They made sure they put their money to use rather than being changed by sudden riches. The Castellanos were interviewed regarding how they managed their record-setting lottery win. And based on that, the uh, HowStuffWorks.com compiled a list of five lottery survival trips. Tips. Five solder. Uh, okay. Compiled a list of five lottery survival tips. And I'm going to give these tips to you guys now. Okay? okay. Great. The first one is slow down and lay low. Okay. Which I think is just good life advice. Sure. Right in general. It's, I couldn't be any slower or lower. So I don't, <laughs> you love a good done nap. And done. I know. You love a good couch read. I know. My son went to start school yesterday, and I was so proud of myself. I did not take a nap. Oh man, it's hard to not take a nap sometimes because it's just nice. If I have stuff to do, then I'm fine. It just yes. you know, if I don't have stuff to do, then I couch can, it calls. Couch it calls you. I can give you lists of stuff to do. Yes, I need help. Okay. All right. The Castellanos won the largest single jackpot in California history. So they were instantly sought by the media, but mm. no one knew who had the winning ticket, so the media had no one to hound. So the California, apparently, you can remain anonymous. They don't announce who the winner is. Okay. So they hunkered down in their home for five days, creating their plan with their children <laughs> and only a few trusted others who they determined could help them. While they planned, they also tried to appear as normal as possible. The neighborhood children who played with their grandkids came over as usual. He went to the, Al went to the store where he bought the winning ticket and chatted with the owner who had no idea he was speaking, you know, with Richie yeah. Richardson. Yeah. Um, as a precaution, the family parked their cars several blocks away what? from their house so they could make a getaway if their winning status leaked somehow. Oh, got it, got it. And when they cashed... Wait, why would that help to... Make a getaway if you're away from your car. I don't know. I that maybe uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Uber to their car, <laughs> and when they cashed their ticket, they went to a different lotto office that wasn't the closest to their house, like an out of the oh, way one. Smart. Carmen, the wife, said, you know, they knew the media would be waiting at the nearest lotto office. Oh, because they, they know where it, they know uh, where they always it was sold. announce yeah. where it was sold. So there are offices you go to. Is that still how it works? Yes, apparently, at least as of two thousand one. Okay. And I'm in my head. I'm just like, how are they? How do they know all this? Like, how do they know to do all this? So, um, yeah. And 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 they because they did all this and got all their ducks in a row, they were able to set accept their winning, you know, like on their own mm -hmm. terms. That brings us to number two. Yeah. Hire professional assistants. What? Yeah. As they planned how they would come forward, the Castellanos knew they needed help, not just with handling their money, but in dealing with the media. Well, why did they even have to, if you could remain anonymous? Well, because you can't remain anonymous forever. You can't? I don't think so, no. So they turned, the Castellanos turned to people trusted by family members. Their son-in-law, a, a chief financial officer, recommended legal and accounting firms. I think when it's this much money, you just can't do it by yourself. Okay. Because all I'm thinking is, is, well, now you're already spending your money on some hoo-ha. You, hoo you need to. to. Okay. All right. You can't. You, penny wise, pound foolish. All right. Genuine. All right. You're right. Carmen had a close friend in the television business who recommended a media representative. Based on these intimate recommendations, they cobbled together this expert team. Others recommend that lottery winners quietly audition a number of professionals who can assist them with finances, legal issues, and publicity. Ask for references, research them thoroughly, and always interview at least one professional with no connection to anyone you know. Okay. I think just because you don't yeah. want that bias or whatever. Here's the 
here's some complicated stuff. The ins and outs of the tax code that governs winnings are ah. difficult for even the pros to handle, let alone a lottery winner. So if you assemble this professional help, do it before coming forward. Okay, so I have another question, but maybe you'll get to it later. Okay. Did they take the lump sum or did they get the... Okay. I'm going to get to that. It's All a very right. good question. Because I know that's a thing. You can take more and have it spread out over more time or you can You're take right. less and get it all at once. You are absolutely right, Danielle. It's a very good question. Okay. And then, of course, uh, you know, 50% is taken from for taxes? So or? much is taken. Yeah. So the, number three, splurge on yourself within reason. When the Castellanos won their $141 million, Carmen Jeez. initially decided that the family would stay in the modest home they'd lived in throughout their marriage. However, that was no longer an option after people the Castellanos didn't know began coming to their home to ask the couple for money. Ugh. So it, inevitably, people do find okay. out. They moved to a larger and newer home in nearby affluent San Jose community. They also purchased a vacation home overlooking Monterey Bay and hired a staff to help with cooking and cleaning. Yeah, you did. They're like, I'm done oh, doing this, all that. Yeah, this seems like a lot. The couple spends their winnings on vacations for themselves and their family and has paid off their children's student loans. Wow. The lavish life one might imagine for two people who netted around $70 million is nowhere to be found near the Castellanos, however. It sounds kind of lavish to I me. I know. It sounds to me it does. Financial advisors agree that the lifestyle a couple has set up for themselves is a sensible one. Oh, okay. I mean, I think that's compared to how a lot of people who get the lottery, yeah. they just like immediately go buy, buy a Lamborghini and yes. start handing out money. Yeah. Um, the moral here, take a vacation away from your money during the first month after winning. When you return, park it in some sensible investments. Number four, choose how your money will help. Janet Lee, or Janita Lee, I'm not sure how her first name is pronounced, who won more than $18 million in the Missouri lottery, found that a fortune can dry up quickly. After just eight years, she was down to a mere $700. Jesus. What makes her situation really heartbreaking is that she lost her money by donating it to worthy causes oh so so did she give up working she just donated it to so many different places no i understand that but i'm saying if you, oh, you could do yeah. that if that's if yes. you also have an income coming yeah, in i think she did can't do both yeah yeah so this is what the castellanos did mm -hmm. um carmen within about 30 minutes was sitting down writing a list of all the groups she wanted to help um, but then they created it, the Castellanos Family Foundation, a funding branch of the family's lottery holdings. They endowed with initially with $5 million, and they focused on philanthropy of a Latin American arts, culture, and community. So this narrow focus vetted potential candidates, mm. and by establishing the foundation, they didn't have to personally field requests for money and contributions. Uh, it was like, so smart. go okay. to the foundation, sorry, right. you know. Now I like that it's narrow. That's really smart. Yes, because then it's it's like you're like, oh, I, I, I yeah. do want to help those kittens in right. Argentina. That sounds terrible. And then there's this like people who are like, oh, but all these children have cancer. And you're like, yes, yeah. of course I want to help the children with cancer. Right. I think just you pick one thing. You got to just go. This is what we're helping. Right. Lump sum or annual. Payments? Yes. This is what we want to know. Right. Okay. Yeah. In most. <clears throat> excuse me. You got it's so emotional, emotional about it. I was going to cry about the money. Lump sums. In most cases, taking a lump sum means getting a smaller payout than you'd get from an annuitized arrangement where the state or lottery corporation pays you winnings in yearly installments. Right. So why would you go for less with a lump sum? 
75% of all winners, including the Castellanos, opt for the lump sum. Huh. It simply makes more sense. Annuitized payments include the roughly 5% interest the state earns on the bonds it takes out to guarantee your winnings. Most lottery winners bet they can get a better rate by investing the lump sum. So they're like, I'm going to invest my money. I don't want you to do it. I'm going to take out all my money and I'm going to do, I'm going to earn more money with my money instead. You don't get to make money off my money. Okay. Um, but some people you are like. may have exhausted my understanding of Well, some people are like. Finance. I don't trust myself with all that money because I'm going to just blow it. And right. That's why I would think you would do it yearly. So I'm going to just take it yearly. But people like the Castellanos who are like, we know we're good with money already. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of income and we put three kids through college. So we're Damn. responsible. Right. We can we trust ourselves to find good people to help us invest this money. Right. And, and get the get returns on it and right. make money off of our money instead of saying, we right. we you aren't that good with money, so you right. hold, you hold on to it and give. So us you're getting year. less, but if you invest it, you can be earning interest on it yes. all those years ahead of time, twenty years ahead of time. Right. Okay, it makes sense. I never thought of it that way. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Dying shouldn't be an issue in your decision. Lottery winners, annuitized or lump sum, the money becomes part of your estate, okay. so you don't lose it when you die. Oh. Oh, you mean if you die your, and you haven't received it yes. all, your estate will still your receive it. Your heirs will receive yeah, the payments. Okay, okay. So you don't have to be like, oh, I better take it all now because I'm gotcha. 89. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. So are you ready for a story? Yeah. All right. I like that story. I like the, the story of those people turning out well. I, I have a feeling this next story is not going to have this such a happy is, ending. This is not going to have a happy okay. ending. This is Jack Whitaker, who won the largest Powerball lottery in West Virginia's history. Okay. So, in the days before Christmas in 2002, Jack bought a Powerball lottery ticket along with his biscuits. Biscuits? Um, he bought them from, he would go to this gas station and fill up his truck on his way to work at like 4.30 in the morning and uh -huh. buy some of these biscuits. And he bought only when the Powerball got big. And he bought these uh, lottery tickets. Anything less than a couple hundred million wasn't worth his trouble. It was about 11. <laughs> That's my point. That's I what I don't understand. Well, you, okay. You're not going to understand a lot about <laughs> what Jack does. <laughs> it was about 11 o'clock Christmas night, 2002, when Channel 3 out of Charleston announced what it said were the winning Powerball numbers. Jack was slumbering when his wife of nearly 40 years, Jewel, jostled him awake to say that his lottery ticket matched four out of five. He was clueless about what kind of payoff a four-number match brought, but he figured it had to be good for at least 100000 He went back to sleep while visions of a six-figure windfall danced in his head. 5.15 a.m., he snapped on the television and heard to his surprise that the winning ticket had been sold at the C&L SuperServe, which the is biscuit, where he biscuits. Biscuit place. What are the odds? He was thinking that just one little convenience store would sell two lottery tickets. <laughs> or two lucky tickets. Just then, the winning numbers flashed. The number broadcast the night before had been wrong. He had a match on all five numbers. Wait a second. How did they get the wrong number? I don't know. Maybe his wife you know, made a mistake. Oh. Maybe she read it wrong. She didn't have a reader. Oh, I thought you were saying that. Jewel the, didn't have her readers on. Yeah, Jewel didn't. Yeah. Jewel needed readers. Yeah. I mean, she needed a jewel. She did. Isn't that what it's called? A jewel? An eyeglass jewel? Yeah. Or, yeah, the thing you look jewel. at talents yeah. with? Yeah. Yeah. We're getting everything right. Jack Whitaker had just won $314 million, the largest oh. undivided lottery jackpot in history. He opted to take his prize as a one-time payout of $113,386,407.77. After taxes. Oh, after taxes. Okay. Yeah. 
I guess. Yes, it says. Not I guess. It says after tax. So 103 million something? 113. 13 million. Yeah. <sighs> he was determined. This is important. He, just so you know. He said to live as if nothing had changed, except that he could spend more time with his family. He proclaimed that he would tithe a biblical 10% of his winnings, donate millions to his family's favorite pastors, and build big new oh, churches. Boy. He vowed to start a charitable foundation to help needy West Virginians. Okay, that part's good. On New Year's Eve 2002, so you know, a, a year. like a week later, yeah. West Virginia's most famous do-gooder strolled into the Pink Pony. That's not a church. <laughs> <laughs> Hint. A strip club in the nearby town of Cross Lanes, and according to the manager, slapped $50,000 onto the bar. What? Yeah. So that's a hint start. of what's going to okay. keep happening. Okay. He had to stop going to the CNL to get his morning biscuit because so many people from around the country and even like someone from Israel would hang out there to beg him for money for their sick kid. Uh-huh. I mean, probably some of those people had sick kids. But yeah. This is what commonly happens sure. to lottery winners. Right. Uh, Brenda, who sold him the winning ticket, he promised he was going to help her. And he did make good on his promise. He let her pick out a new Jeep. He bought her a $123,000 house Jesus and gave her a Christ. check for $44,000. What? She didn't know how he came up with that sum. She was too stunned to ask. And she says, Brenda said, it was overwhelming. She grew up on welfare in a family of seven children. Wow. Brenda's grown daughter, who didn't work, figured that since her mom was rich, she should buy her a trailer and a new car. Brenda did. Other, re- <sighs> other relatives demanded help Brenda couldn't give. Brenda and one of her sisters stopped talking. Oh, wow. So the it, curse is spreading. The curse is spreading. Not long after Jack's win, he started staying out at night. Jewel was beside herself. She loved Jack since he was a broke boy from a hill clan with the unofficial model, motto, don't start a bar fight, but never lose one. Um, don't put $50,000 on a bar. Yeah, I think that's a better motto. Yeah, get that um, stitched on your pillow. On March 24th, 2003, Jack was at Tri-State Racetrack and Gaming Center, a 90,000 square foot gambling mecca uh, with uh, 800, no, 1,800 slot machines and 15 Greyhound races daily. Uh, what happened there is the subject of lawsuits filed against oh, Jack. what? In Kanaha, Kanawaha County. And no, it's not because of the dogs being forced to race. Right. He was in a high roller room with a woman, not his wife. Floor attendant Kitty French claims he had been drinking. Jack grabbed the woman's breasts and crotch. Oh, Jesus. Uh, The woman uh, won on the slot machine, and uh, they were counting out the woman's winnings. Uh, They alleged that Jack grabbed her hair, laid hands on her backside, and then when she was leaning down to refill the slot machine, Jack grabbed that woman's ponytail, shoved her head in the direction of his crotch. Jesus Christ. uh, Snapped another woman's bra. Jack, in court filings, denies the allegations. So, I mean, okay. he, he said it doesn't happen. So, right. you know, he probably. Okay. Over the months, Jack grew slovenly. A woman from the uh, strip club says, Misty, her name was Misty. He would come in, a sloppy shirt, all wrinkled. His hat would be dirty. He'd be unshaven. Uh, he became demanding. At first, he was like, I'm Jack Whitaker. I want all this money. Yay for me. <laughs> Later, it was like, I'm Jack Whitaker. You'll do what I say. I have more money than God. Who talks like that? It was like all... Apparently both those characters. Exactly. <laughs> it was like all the money was eating away at whatever was good in him. 
it reminded me like Lord of the Rings. How how that little guy, what's his name, Gollum? Oh, was with his precious. It just consumes you. You become the money. You are no longer a person. Is this the stripper talking? Yeah, she's a big Tolkien fan. She, yeah, yeah, I love it. It's strippers can like Lord of the Rings too. I don't see why not. Stripper um, nerds. <laughs> stripper nerds it's a it's a thing yeah one night in august 2003 eight months after he'd won the powerball jack came to the club alone he let it be known that he had more than five hundred thousand dollars in a black briefcase sitting on the front seat i got no empathy for this guy lincoln navigator which he'd left idling at the club door somebody should rob him Misty said, according to a criminal complaint police later filed, a bartender told police she heard Misty make that remark and saw her open two blue capsules and dump their contents uh, into a wine punch Misty. fruit juice drink to try to knock out Jack. According to police, Jeff, who's her partner, uh, also works at the strip club. I think he did maybe the music. Yeah. Went into the parking lot, pulled his he sleeves. He loves C.S. Lewis. He loves C.S. Lewis. Of course. <laughs> That's how they bonded. Yeah. He pulled his sleeves over his hands so he wouldn't leave fingerprints, smashed the driver's side window of Jack's navigator, grabbed the briefcase, and hid it behind a dumpster. It was recovered after Jack realized it was gone and called the police. Misty and Jeff declined to discuss Wait, details. you said he left the car running? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you leave the car running and then come in and tell everybody you had 500? Th- he was just drunk or something. He just always bragged about right. his money and okay. his life. Misty and Jeff decline to discuss details of the allegations, but contend they're innocent and never drugged or robbed Jack. I mean, they said they didn't do it, you guys. Okay. I mean, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy, honestly. If you honestly. can't trust a stripper, who can you trust? I know, right? Especially one who loves Lord of the Rings. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to try. This is going to start to get sad, you guys. So Jack had a grand. Uh, um, <laughs> I think we left that at shove the woman's face in his crotch. Okay, so gird your loins. Okay, or yourself. You don't, your loins are fine. Brandy, his granddaughter, suddenly had these large sums of cash. He would just start handing her five thousand dollars, and uh, concerned about her security, the family pulled Brandy out of high school. So now she's not going to high school. <laughs> this is a really excellent solution. Right, that's to a this good problem. idea. Let's take her out of high school. Old friendships frayed. Before the lottery, she was normal, real friendly, says Tim Cobb, 18, who describes himself as one of Brandy's best friends at the time. She let the money go to her head. He doesn't have he doesn't sound like he's from West Virginia, does he? Why? Because he doesn't have the accent. Oh. <laughs> he moved there. He moved there. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Okay. He moved there. All right. Brandy, who began doing drugs to escape feelings of isolation, a family friend says Brandy became a crackhead. If you, oh. a crackhead, if you want to know the truth, says J.C. Shaver, if I've ever heard a more West Virginia name in my life, I don't know, 20, who saw her smoke a lot of crack, big rocks of crack. Oh, this is so sad. I know. I know. Okay. okay. I love the families. She, it's too dangerous for her yeah. to go to school with all this cash keep her home yeah and just quit school so they bought her like four cars kept giving her like five thousand dollars a day and then he would pay like boys to hang out with her to keep her safe oh all right Mm. so i'm gonna summarize a couple things that happened because it's a lot his car again was broken into and a hundred thousand dollars was stolen off the seat um jack's wait a second time yeah a second okay Uh, they think it was one of the oh three young men who had been hanging out with Brandy were arrested. Of co- yeah, no kidding. Uh, Jack had a girlfriend and they had like a secret love nest. She got robbed at gunpoint. He got two DUIs. Oh, uh, that's sick. A teenager died of a drug overdose in his lake house. Oh, um, I'm just I'm just these are yeah, broad strokes because right. it's it's it gets too sad. Jewel left him. No kidding. She was done. She was like I. 
you're you're does she get any of the money i think she did Jesus, that is so sad. So I wanted, yeah, I like to bring things down. But I don't even, in this case, I don't even, well, it is a curse for all those around him. But he did this to himself. Absolutely. I mean, this guy was a piece of work. Yeah. Mm. I think, yeah. I mean, I think he was already kind of rotten at the core. And then this just allowed him. It's just so funny that in in, the first day, he's going to tithe 10% to the church. And then. A week later, he's slapping down $50,000 at he a did, strip bar. He did build some churches. Oh, he did. Okay. But like nobody wants to go to them, apparently, because they're connected to him. Because there's a two drink minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Oh, wow. That was fascinating. Really interesting. Er, there, that, that, I summarized that. If you want to read about okay, him, there's yeah. an excellent piece of journalism in the Washington Post about Jack Whitaker. That goes into way more detail than I just did. Oh, I will. That's, you know, a quarter, or, you know, four times of what I just. Okay. Anyway, it's really Jack good. Jack Whitaker, I will. Thank you. Even his name is like Ozark villain. Yeah, I know. It's, I know. But it gets very in depth into the stories of the different people mm-hmm. and of the strip club. And I just had to summarize it because I was like, I, yeah. this isn't a two hour podcast. Well, that uh, that's amazing. And uh, we're going to take a break. Yes, and let's. And we'll be back with our guest can't wait welcome back to how to survive with danielle and christine hey danielle hey christine how have you been breaking lately i've been breaking <laughs> i've been i've been break dancing i laid out a piece of cardboard yep on the ground out front did some spins in the heat ended with my hand on my head elbow on the ground i know you could do it pointed at you i hope you did it you know where they've painted that nice uh Rainbowy uh-huh. area in the front of that building. Yes, we should be taking pics out there for Instagram. So oh, Instagrammy. Yeah. Yes, we should. That's where you need to be break dancing. Yeah, we did do that in grade school. We did put a cardboard out behind the the schoolroom. And uh, did you did you guys do that in Ohio? No, there was not a lot of break dancing. A lot of uh, double dutch. Oh yeah, two jump ropes. Yeah. And I don't know what they call it these days because it seems like it's not okay to say this anymore. Chinese, Chinese jump rope. I was gonna say Chinese jump yeah. rope. No, it's Chinese jump rope. I don't think it's offensive. In, outside, side, on, in, out. Yeah, yeah. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Oh, I didn't do it that way. Oh, you didn't You make it higher, lower, down. We would do that. but I was like the queen of Chinese jump rope. I could get really high. I bet. Yep. I was really good and I would practice at home. Yes. And I, yeah, two chairs and they would always fall over. Didn't work very well. When you don't have siblings, I had a brother, but he wasn't going to. He wasn't going to Chinese jump rope. Help me with Chinese yeah. jump rope. Um, yeah, it was like a. It was an obsession. It was an obsession. I got my kids a Chinese jump rope recently, and I could still remember how to do it. I couldn't oh. actually do it well. Uh-huh. You know, my knees were like, uh, no. Uh-huh. But I showed them. I still remembered, and I was very excited. Did they? They, did they, they don't they, care. They, they didn't, didn't take. They didn't care. care. They didn't take I, to I, it. I brought it to my kids' elementary school. It was like a, the little school that could. When my daughter started going there, no one went there, and we kind of trained yes. the school around. And I'm like, I know Chinese jump rope. Let's yeah. do this. And they were just like, What? Is yeah. I don't understand why it went out of style. They were like, really Do you know we have YouTube? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> we don't need a rope string. <laughs> if I need to learn something, I'm just gonna Google it and yeah. watch yeah. YouTube, and it'll be fine. I'm gonna go change the oil next. <laughs> yes. Like that. I know it's crazy. The voice you're hearing is our special guest rachel quainton that's We're probably so excited I... no it's fine it's absolutely fine no, I, just didn't, it. I just didn't want the audience to be uh at at seas at <laughs> at sea but 
I feel like there's an expression like at elbows and noodles or something. I know that's bridge not right. and tunnel. Yes, at bridge and tunnel. We don't I didn't want their hair <laughs> to be sprayed up and um, <laughs> wearing we exclamation perfume. <laughs> well, yes, right. Uh, anyway, what did we talk about in the first half of the show? Was how to survive being a millionaire. And now we're going to talk about how to survive wanting to be a millionaire. Yes, with Rachel. So Rachel, slap it down. Oh yeah. Wait, yeah. first of all, we should say that Rachel is a very talented actress and you do voice work too, right? The voice work has actually been great the good. past couple years. That's like Cuz you have such a good God. voice. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I mean, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, every now I and then I think, should I go work at Target? Should I be making money for the family I know, or I, not? Right, I, right. And, I, and then ultimately I decide no. No. You I, know what I mean? Right. I, well, we, we see what happens when you try to make money with, with this yes. story. <laughs> right? Exactly we're, Danielle right. and I are committed to, to not making money. Yeah. yeah. It's working out really well. Yeah, that's our yes. podcast. Men, to, we don't love men and <laughs> let's not make money. Right. There you go. <laughs> we do love men. I'm we kidding. Do. Um yeah, so in 2000, at the very height of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Regis. Oh. I'm not talking, uh, don't come at me with, oh, was it Meredith Vieira? Was no. it Phyllis? It was Regis. Those were the days. That was 35 million people a night. Whoa. Watching. It was that an show. event. That's it was an event. numbers. And exactly, right? And mm-hmm. so I'm, I was a waitress and I'm. This like, is in New York or Los Angeles? Never, or what am I saying? I'm looking at that sign that says never not funny. Um, <laughs> this was never millionaire. Not funny. It, was, it wasn't funny. Millionaires in New York. But you were living in Los Angeles. But I'm in LA. And you were working at Chin Chin, I was I working at Chin Chin on Sunset. Oh my gosh. And, um, and dreaming of being a millionaire, right? Sure. Because, I'm like, you know, I was making whatever, terrible money, whatever. Maybe it's my personality, maybe the tips, who knows. But, um, so to get on Millionaire, John and I were talking about this. My husband, we were talking about it because I'm like, I want to remember like uh-huh. some of those little things. And he remembered things. So basically after the show, they would say, remember, the phone lines are open. Right. And you could call to try and be a contestant. Okay. And so John and I would do that. But there'd be times you couldn't get in. It would just be busy signals sure. and yes. that window closed and whatever. So... One time I got in. Now, keep in mind, am I smart? Yes. Yes. Ish. My family is like, it's like, we're street smart. We're common sense smart, <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. Like, sure. I went to Emerson in Boston, which is a liberal arts school, but my classes were like the history of musical theater. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. It didn't some, you know, pepper in, like my math class, because my daughter's like a genius and she's whatever, all the APs, 4.0, or first year of college, blah, blah. She's like, what was your math class? At Emerson, and I'm like, math. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> math. Like, like, I don't know what it was. I think it was numbers. Numbers. Exactly. And I added them. I subtracted them. So, I... you know, am I smart? Yes, in a lot of ways. Right. But then they're like book smart people. So my husband actually is the book smart person who right. really should have been the one on this trajectory okay. <laughs> instead of me. So I get in. Yeah. I answer the questions. It's beep, beep, beep. I know. remember this. Yeah. I remember Jimmy and I doing this. I totally yeah, forgot. Exactly. You would I, call and you, you had to put something in order. Yes. And it would be like, yeah. put and you had three, one, four, whatever yes. it was. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so there, I'm like. So you have to do a little quiz on, on the, the phone. phone. But it's like an automated thing. Automated. Like a, like a, they're ans- they ask you like a trivia question. Exactly. About how, Just like yeah. millionaire. Okay. Which of the yeah. following, put the following in order or. That's which, what I remember. Right? Yeah. And so then it was like, oh, you made it to the next round, me. And I'm like, okay. So they give me a date and time. And I'm like, hey, John, 
I need you on speakerphone at this date and time. <laughs> yes. This is ridiculous. It's such a bad setup. It's like yes. Cyrano. Like, no, no, I'm smart. I'm smart, John. And so he was, you know, struggling at some, you know, whatever job he was at, some website, which is long gone, you know, back in the heyday of everyone's yeah. got a, everyone's everyone's has got a, web a job. website. Yeah. And um, so I'm at Chin Chin. I think at the time we were probably still wearing our vests. Mm-hmm. I don't think we changed the polos yet. I think okay. we were still kind of fancy. And so I'm in the office and everyone, you know, what's going on? Uh, and I got John on speaker. <laughs> oh my God. And then I get the call and I'm like, I'm like, did you hear that question? He's like, yeah, two, 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 one, four. Like, okay. You know, so, oh, like, so it was still automated at this point. Still automated. Okay. Oh, I Which was is, like, how are you going to have him do the, okay, exactly. you're going to hear him. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like be your own smart person yes. again. Well, also I'm, like. He can't You're go on the show. He's with not going to be on the show with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or is, is he? Damn. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, All right. So it was just like, oh my God, what? This is such a bad. But you know, but you've you've seen Millionaire. Yeah. Sometimes you can go until you yes. can know a lot of answers. Yeah. And I'm much smarter now, I think, than I was then, just mm-hmm. because it was like I'm not inquisitive then. Who cares? Right. I did my shows and musical theater. Yeah. And blah, blah. So I'm probably smarter now. But so. Then I'm like waiting tables, and I think it was probably flip phone time or the okay. Nokia, whatever. Ring, ring. Hi, is this Rachel? Yes. And I'm literally like at a table. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, excuse me a second. And I'm like, yes. They're like, congrats, you're coming to New York. Wow. You've been picked. Wait, I was that's like, all you had to do was yep. answer two questions? Not two questions, but yeah, two chunks of questions. Yes. Oh, chunks. Chunks. Yeah, it wasn't just one. It was like four questions. It wasn't 10. It was and like. It wasn't four. a personality interview. No, because it's all automated. It's all just them picking. It was. I don't think it was personality. Maybe I had to email. I don't think it was. Okay, that's amazing. So I'm like, okay, I guess they're going to New York. You know, so I don't even think I studied or anything. Like, you know what I mean? This is killing. I'm just going to interrupt briefly to tell yeah. you, to tell the audience that because Rachel told me that this was what her story was about, she did not tell me any of the details. We have been watching Millionaire yeah. at home. Yeah. We've been watching it with Chris Harrison, the yeah, yeah, bachelor Bachelorette guy. dude, yeah. as the host. And they had this week, which was like, you fucked it up week, kind of like okay. having people back who had screwed sure. up. Okay. And I guess it was just to save money because none of these people got past like any, and I, I'm like, I'm literally shouting in my house. Like, I can't oh, believe no. the bad decisions people right, are making. Right. And the, so I, this is probably, I'm going to probably end up screaming at you. Yeah. But like, things I know that right. I'm like, oh my fucking God, yeah. how yeah. do you not know that? You know, yeah. not that I know everything, but it just happens to be like, anyway. So It's just one of those things that like, so I'm like, oh my God. So did John fly out with you? Yeah, yeah. You get okay. you and a guest. Oh. So it's you and a guest. They put you up at a hotel. For some reason, I thought there was like a fun get to know each other party every, which is like stupid and so I'm like knocking on the you know she lives at that and she's like yeah and I was like is there and she's like no I just need to give you your packet oh and you're I was like oh I don't know I thought this was weird. my younger sister and her husband flew out okay. we got a free hotel room I yeah. mean so you know and they're in Minnesota <clears throat> excuse me and so this was 2000. My sister's going to be the person in the audience with me. Okay. Zach, I don't know what her husband was doing. Probably just walking around the city. Oh, him and John walked to the Strand and did some fun stuff. And then John was one of my phone friends. Right. Yes. And he was at the office. You know, the, the, the website company had an office in New York. Oh, Whatever. Okay. So he's there with good internet. He told me last night, he's like, girl, 
I had flags of the world open on, you know, like oh my state God. capitals, yeah. by, you know, like vice uh, presidents. Like, oh, so do people do that? Sure. If you're yes. the phone a friend, have. But is there time? There's only 30 seconds. Yeah, there's not. So there's, I mean. He had all the tabs open. More he importantly, open. does your husband call you girl? No, that's okay. more me. All right. <laughs> I just want to make sure that would be upsetting. It would be upsetting. Girl. Girl, no. I cannot sleep. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, he doesn't. Bitch, no, he, he doesn't do that. <laughs> bitch, please. Uh, bitch, please. Um, so my sister's there with me, and you, you know, you ride the little van, you go to ABC or whatever. It's exciting. It's very it's exciting. Regis, it's regis. It's, it's re- shiny it's, floor, the original shiny floor show. I mean, and I don't know if they've changed. I haven't watched for years, but like, it's no joke when the boom, boom, boom. I know. Dum. It's yes. so intimidating. Very intimidating. So my group now, came in. Now, yeah. before you go on, mm-hmm. at any point, are you like, oh, fuck, I didn't answer these questions. My husband did. What am I going to do? I mean, I think I probably answered one out of four. So I'm, I'm riding on my on my, not, on my Fargo streets. Yes. Okay. You know you're, what I mean? You're not, you're not I'm nervous. Okay. But you know what I'm honestly thinking? I'm not going to get in the chair. That's honestly kind of what I was oh, thinking. Oh, I forgot. They, you had to they compete did it fastest different... finger. Oh, I totally forgot. Exactly. They didn't do that nope. in, the, uh, okay. in the in the more recent ones. Okay. So back in 2000, it was fastest finger. Eight people maybe right. sitting there. Okay. And so you don't know if you're getting in the chair or not, right? So and if you don't get in, are you in the are you in the thing for the next show? You're in the thing for for as long as that one hour. So oh. if everybody eats up one hour, you're just that's and you're it. done. You don't get yeah. another chance. Okay. And a part of me, I think, thought. Eh. I'm not going to get in the chair, but it's been a fun trip to New York. Sure, 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 sister, sure. My sister came, one of my sisters came, blah, blah, blah. So we, and thankfully, oh, the only thing that saved me, I had done a commercial up in San Francisco. So at least it was like, I'm an actor, right? Yeah. So there was like a regional cellular one commercial I did with Tim Lovestead back in the day. Oh my God. Yeah, back in the day. Now his daughter goes to school with my daughter. Very weird. And, oh my um, God. And then I'd also just done um, the TV show Providence where I was a sign language interpreter mm-hmm. for a monkey. And I, I, mean, I look at this and I'm like, how? The balls, the balls on me in general. Yes. Like, Lord, give me the, the balls of a mediocre yeah. white man. Because yes. that's how I was acting back then, apparently. I mean, I, they're like, oh, we need a sign language interpreter, this role. And Bruce submitted me. And I was like, okay. And I totally was like, gr- bought an ASL book. And I'm like, oh, okay. my God. Remind- I did take ASL. I did take oh, ASL. Oh, okay, co- okay. Only okay. one semester. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I it's still- like me being a French interpreter. Like, yeah, exactly. It's not really going to work at all. May we? Yeah. And, uh, and so I go into the audition. I yeah. do the sign. She's like, I get a call back. I'm like, holy shit. And I get the so job. you had to sign the words that were in the script? Yes, yeah. Like the whole thing? No, it was, it was where is your home? Was that I'm signing right now for okay. podcast land? So it was a monkey who escaped. <laughs> <laughs> what show was What was Providence, Providence with Milena Karakiras or whatever the the Greek woman is? I yes. remember her very And, was, and yeah. like Farrell from Mash. Oh my god, he was on it. BJ. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know Mash, but I don't know the rules. And so, thankfully, I had had that. But the worst thing on that gig, this actually could have been. And it turns out I have a lot of embarrassing I things, know, but I they kind of poof. <laughs> but they kind of poof away. So on set, they had a real sign language guy to oh, correct people, okay. whatever. And so he starts trying to talk to me, and I'm just <gasps> like, mm-hmm. And I just busy, freaking busy. walk away. Oh, I need coffee. Is coffee? Like, I'm getting into the roll. <laughs> roll dice. Like, ridiculous. But it was so stupid. It was nonsensical. They because didn't need a like, real... And, a yeah. monkey does not know the word homesick. There is no... Are you... 
where is your home? He's homesick. What was Providence about? It was a, a hospital? monkey escaped there was another woman who was an interpreter who had more scenes than I did but so thankfully I had that so I didn't have to say I was a waiter I could say I'm an actor and so anyway but but before that fastest finger okay a guy finishes before me okay you know in the chair okay and we're like whoo all right and so fastest finger comes up and it's Put the following in order from shortest to longest. These are hard, these things. You got to think quickly. Yeah. But yeah. it's easy for me because it was the, the name of some sitcom, whatever. Friends, uh, CSI, SNL, Masterpiece You Theater. mean which ones have lasted the longest on no, TV? No, the longest, the longest time, words. Minutes. Oh, oh so 30, 60, sitcom, 90. Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Okay, 30, okay. 60, 90, Masterpiece okay. Theater. And I did it super quick. And I was like, why did you do this so quick? And I knew. I knew. I did have it. Like friends, whatever, you know, CSI, SNL, Masterpiece Theater. Right. And even before it was done, I knew I was going to be... In the chair. Picked. Yeah, in so the chair. So we were freaking out? Yeah, yeah, I was. John was like, Rachel, your face, you were like... Ridiculous. So I'm like, oh my God, my sister there. And she's, you know, and they know, you know, they know whose person is who, so she had a spotlight on yes. her at different points. So... <clears throat> It's like, okay, back from things. So Regis is, uh, uh, Rachel, you know, from Los Angeles, okay. <laughs> Plus you're an actor. Uh, they're an actor, yep, yep. Okay, well, you worked with a monkey. <laughs> like, it's just, and I look pretty enough. You know what I mean? I look fine. Right. It's, you know, so oh. the, first, the first $100 question, because I, I made notes, because John and I were like, this is important, we remember. Yeah. The first $100 question, easy, dumb one, you know, what's joke your name? Answers. Yeah, yeah, joke answer, basically. Okay, but still, you're like, yeah. <sighs> right. 200. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was something to do with a uh, compilation of music is called a what or something. And it was like composition was the answer. Okay. Like I was like, that's a little weird, but yeah, I'm, it's composition because God, that would have sucked being right. a zero person. Yeah. So then the 500, I don't remember. <laughs> and I get to a thousand and it says, which of the following animal is a sidewinder? Okay. And it's like, you know, crab, snake, iguana, something, whatever it snake. is. Snake. Exactly, it's a snake. Yes. But I was so scared because I'm like sidewinder and I'm like, don't crabs walk sideways? So I'm like, Reg, I'm going to ask the audience. Oh, on your third question? I, I did not oh, want to go Rachel. out. I yes. wanted that $1,000. I mean, okay. and of course, I, in my head, I dreamed I was be, I thought we were going to go buy a house. So the audience is like, you know, 90% snake. <laughs> Basically, the guys is like, fuck you, right. snake. Yeah. You know, and, yes. like, okay. and Reg is like, hey, okay. So <laughs> then, as much as I'd like to change history, oh. um, the $2,000 question comes that says, the following is used in masonry and tile work and to fill in holes. And your father is? He's a contractor. <laughs> okay. Um, keep in mind, at that time, I had not done a lot of work with him. Now, of course, he and I are in the thick yes. of it. We just finished another bathroom at oh my, my house. Gosh. So we're like nitty gritty. No, my dad it. is hardcore. He's done two of my kitchens in different houses. Kitchens, she doesn't have two kitchens. Bath, I, I don't, well, you never know. Sometimes. I might go orthodox. You know, I've got the milk over there and the oh meat over there. Oh, my God. Um, we looked at a house like All that right, once. I anyway. have some work for you, but I can talk after the Oh, show. my dad's ridiculous. And he just had a stroke, but like there he, he was. He like literally will have a heart attack and get up and like. That's what he does. Fill in your. No, your, he, your he literally had, he had terrible COVID, which I was talking about with Garen before. Then in March of this year, 
suddenly his whole right side gave out, plonk, flops over, and they gave him the injection, yeah. which you can, like, get it in three hours and maybe you'll be 100%. And so I drove to Arizona where he lived. And I'm like, Dad, enough already. Like, I'll come visit you anytime you want. Yeah. This is getting freaking stupid. <laughs> right. of you. Stents in his heart. I mean, it's oh. ridiculous. And so that was in March. And in the beginning of July, he's at my house in his tool belt, yelling at me about what is five-ace compared to half-inch. I'm like, I don't know. Is that bigger? Rachel, use your brain. Five-ace. Well, you don't remember from math? I don't remember. Exactly. They didn't teach from, me that from, at math. From plain math. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, he's ridiculous. He's like, he's like, my my right arm's kind of weak. Can you drill this screw down? And I'm like, eh, eh. and he's like, God damn it, give me the drill. <laughs> so and I think actually, I think I had him as a potential phone a friend because John reminded me you have like four people you can have as a phone a friend, yeah. right? So if the category, oh, I forgot this too. Oh, exactly, right. I had two, and John was like, yeah, you had my dad because John's dad, my husband, my husband's dad is a genius. He went to whatever in Princeton and blah blah blah, and he was a civil rights attorney. So that okay. asked me a civil rights attorney yeah, question. Right. John is just overall smart. And then I think I did my dad for a little bit of the gritty, yeah, non-college yeah, right. educated, you know, but smarter than anybody who knows five ace and half inch. And I think that was it. But I, oh, maybe John's friend Rao, too. So caulk. But you didn't say caulk. What did no, you no, say? No, no, okay. no. So the, the, using masonry and blah, blah, blah. Epoxy, grout, oh. spackle, caulk. Oh, okay. okay. And I'm like, well, Regis, I'm going to use the 50-50. Okay. Because I hadn't done my kitchens and bathrooms yeah. at that point. And... Uh, <laughs> And bung bung, of course, yeah, spackle. I mean, yeah, spackle and grout stay up. So I go, um, see spackle. And I hear a person in the audience, not Ashley, not my sister, go, oh, oh no. no. Oh, oh no. That's what I hear someone say in the audience. And Reed just goes, final answer. And I go, eh, let's wait a second here, Oh, Reed. because you heard that. I heard her. Oh, no. You're not supposed to say anything. No, yeah. So I was like, uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna use my phone a friend. I was so freaking stupid. And so we called John. Wait, why didn't you call your dad? Oh, maybe I, he wasn't on the list. Oh, okay. He might not have been on the list. And maybe you only get three. And I chose like the smartest people. Not that my dad isn't smart. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's a different I kind know, of smart. I know. It's like yeah. you know. It's the smart where you can build yourself yeah. a hut and live your whole life, as opposed to right. you know I so know you all had, the countries. You had you had decided. Then you heard this woman, so you decide to use your third lifeline. <laughs> My third and final lifeline. So John has no idea what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, because he has yeah. You know, they, yeah. Hey, John, it's Regis, and John's like, hey, hi, and he's like, Rachel's in a little bit of trouble here. She's at the two thousand dollar, and John just must be like, two thousand. She's used all her lifeline. <laughs> And so he's like, okay. And so, and John's like, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that would be grout. And I'm like, okay, thanks, John. He's like, yep. And I go, grout, final answer. It's correct. Okay. okay. So now okay. I'm $2,000 richer. Okay. Now I'm at 2000 I got that money. And I'm like, yeah. smart girl over here. She's ready to keep going. I'm going to buy myself a house. So quick chin chin. Oh, this will change my life. So we get to the $4,000 question. And it is, you know, the sitcom 222, room 222, took place in what location? And it's like a hospital, a prison, a school, a church, whatever. And I'm like, and I'm sure I wasted so much time. Like, I'm sure all the other fastest finger people were like, 
Can, they're waiting. They're waiting to get in the chair yeah. from this oh, idiot. Oh, right. I forgot about that part. From this idiot because there's only this, eating time. I'm totally, I'm like, well, Regis, I don't know. He's like, well, think about it. And I'm like, well, how can I think about it if I don't know? I was like, eh, it seems to me like that would be a school setting. Sure. Final answer. Ba-bum. It was correct. Yeah. Now I'm at $4,000. Okay. So I'm rich, right? This yeah. is like four months of work at Chin Yeah, okay? no kidding. I <laughs> just take it off. So then we get to 8000 and, and John and I were talking about this. I don't, I'm almost positive it was eight. I don't, can't remember any other question. And so we get to 8,000 and it's uh, geography, Ugh, which is see, terrible. That's, that's my worst. Terrible. Ugh. And, and yeah, I, 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 listen, let's be real here. I'm going to tell you something besides the math at Emerson. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what geography you took. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. When I took a class, I don't places. remember what it was. Places. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. In 10th grade, we got an empty map of the U.S. Uh-huh. And I'm embarrassed. But keep in mind how talented I am as a singer yes. and a dancer. Yes, she's, she's really funny. And she's got all this actor. Yeah. You know, yes. And I literally put Denver and Colorado as two different states. In 10th grade. <laughs> in 10th grade. Now, keep in mind, I think my high school was pretty low on the totem pole, and I think there were some terrible teachers. One who would later go on to shoot his ex in the head Holy and then set her house on fire shit. and then kill himself. <gasps> he was my 11th grade like English teacher. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I'm glad. I used to try and push his buttons a lot. Like, I think <laughs> I'd be like, such good instincts, Rachel. I'd be like, I think you're mispronouncing amicable or whatever. Oh, my God. I, would, I was like, like, say it one more time. Say it one more time. I'll blow your brains out. Do you think that's the reason he did it? Is your fault? <laughs> Probably. She, she Probably. Him. And my kids are both smarter than me, and that's fine. They don't have the, the chutzpah and the talent that I have. Okay? So the question... Was your, your daughter the star of a sitcom for a while? She was a recurring... Yeah. She, when she was 11, she was like, I want to be an actor. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to let you just be like a shitty McDonald's commercial kid right. actor. You're going to go to Second City. She went. You do she, better than your mother. Exactly. You do better. She went to Second City. City, did improv classes. Right. When she, I made her, I got her headshots and I was like, write your own emails to the agents. She got an agent immediately. She booked a commercial immediately. <laughs> she's 12 by this time. Then booked a recurring on an Amazon show. I think she still has a fan page on Instagram. And, and then she's like, and then she was like, I'm done. Because she had yeah. to miss some last day of school at Walter Reed. Uh, seventh grade or yeah. eighth grade, whatever it was. God, I would done anything to miss a school a I know, day of school but at she had a little boyfriend and her oh, friends okay. and you know the cool kids in IHP and oh she was um, IHP okay. yeah and then she was like I'm done and I was like Oh my God! <laughs> what? How done? How does that work? You're just <laughs> walking away with your head held high. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, so you're at eight 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 thousand. Oh, you're and, at the commercial break, and it is a geography question, and it is the uh, which state borders the Ohio? Uh, which state borders the Ohio River with Ohio or something? Now, would you know this? You're from Ohio. I mean, I can name the states that do border Ohio, but I'm not sure if where I the Ohio River runs. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You are from Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Smear the deer. I listened exactly. to that episode. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something different, which is like a yeah. horrible thing that Smear people... Smear the... Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, I'm glad I didn't say that. Yeah, that was Blaine Patch's episode I listened to. I think I would guess... Let me give you choices. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Your choices are Michigan, Kentucky, Tennessee, Wisconsin. Well, right, you are also from this area. Is this... I know it's not, it's not Michigan. I'm going to guess it's... Kentucky. That would be my guess as well. Okay. Hey, me, me, I'm from Ohio. I know. And do you know the Red River of Fargo, North Dakota? Um, no. So, 
<laughs> so I am so dumb, and I'm like, well, it can't be Wisconsin. Wisconsin's the Central Times. I get uh, caught up on the time zone because I was like, okay. I was like, if Pennsylvania doesn't show up on this list, that's like the only state I yeah. know that's next to Ohio. Like I have no concept. Rachel, I wouldn't have one I mean, iota. I mean, it's like Illinois is right by the freaking South. You know what I mean? Like people at the southern part of Illinois have like Missouri accents. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's, come to Ohio. It's Appalachia. Exactly. It so is. It's very weird. Yeah, okay. And so I'm like, it's not Wisconsin. My sister lives in Wisconsin. I know it's not that. We've never talked about the Ohio River. <laughs> it's just stupid. <laughs> Meanwhile, the fastest finger people are just like, can this bitch wrap it up so we can have a chance at our money? Because there's no time limit on that show. That's sort no of- time limit, right. which is stupid. And uh, and I'm like, you know, Tennessee and Kentucky. Give me a break. Those are southern states. Like right. there's some, you know, big, you know, where. And I'm like, Michigan. Now that's in the eastern time zone. I'm obsessed with the time zone so for some funny. reason. And I'm like, I'm going to go with Michigan. Final answer. Mm. It's Kentucky. It's Kentucky. Because I didn't want to walk away at 4,000. Because if I guessed, I'd yeah. make 8,000. Right. You know, but yeah. So then you I didn't have anybody you could call anymore. I right? was done. Yeah, she was the, so done. I was yes. So, I probably would. I'm lucky I didn't use all of them before the $1,000 question. <laughs> I mean, let's so, be real. So you walked away with $1,000. So then you go in the van with all the people who had to sit and listen to your bullshit and not get okay. past his finger. One lady was from Ohio. Yeah. And she was real angry. She's, and she turned to her friend, because I'm there with Ashley and, you know, whatever. And this woman's like, hmm, I'm from Ohio. I knew all the answers. <gasps> Whoa. And her friend turns to her and she goes, yeah, but you had to get in the chair. Good for Ooh. oh I know oh. I was like thank you because you know what I, that's not my fault that you didn't I'm get in the so chair good for that friend that exactly is awesome. and so then you go, we went back to the hotel and I'm like I want a thousand dollars and John's like what because <laughs> he was nothing <laughs> I was like oh so you were happy about winning the thousand no I was embarrassed and it was awful and okay, I was but dumb were you were you okay embarrassed but were you devastated I was not devastated okay. I was like. I did it. I was part of this yes. thing that, like, everyone tries to get. And there are plenty of people who. It, you know, it's a big deal. It's a, it was a big deal. We got a free trip to New York. I, I mean, think, that to me is uh, uh, very exciting. The worst part was because 35 million people were watching this show, <laughs> it aired on November 1st. Well, I'm back at Chin Chin. There's no monkey oh. jobs. There's no, you know, there's yeah, no right, acting right. jobs. And literally, I mean, if I had 10 tables that day, Eight of them probably were like, were you just oh, on who wants to no. be a millionaire? Oh, oh, my God. Left and right. And then some of the people who didn't like me at Chin Chin. Are they like, mm, I would have known the answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I, oh. Did people really give yeah. you shit? A couple did, like, sort of trying to be funny. But it's like, well, we're not even fr-. And I'd be like, yeah, well, guess what? I even got, I got on the show. You know, whatever. It's like, you know, <laughs> oh the God. fallout. The incredible. Oh, this is but, so... But it was fine. I mean, it, it, you know, and then an ex-boyfriend of mine reached out. Hey, me and, you know, Coots watch you. And, we were in, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what did, you know, because I wasn't really, I don't, I don't embarrass easily. Yeah. I think that's kind of my deal. Like, I say things like, I did have a day recently where I was like, I said what at that audition? Oh. I did what at that audition? Why would I say that to that From person? something a long time ago? Long time ago. Okay. Long, like, why would I say that to that <laughs> <laughs> like, like, one time, one time this guy, he came to an audition, but it was uh, Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah, uh-huh. right? And we were all at this audition. He's like, oh my God, I had to leave Temple. It was a commercial audition. Right. right. Like, you didn't have to you do You didn't have to do anything. Shit. He's like, oh, I had to leave Temple right. and blah, blah, blah. 
no, just keep your mouth shut, Rachel. Yeah. And I'm like, well, sounds like you may not be a very good Jew or something. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not as harsh as that. But as a non-Jew, like, it's not something you should say. I don't think I said Jew, but I think I was just like, well, maybe Judaism isn't your... <laughs> Funny. It's funny, but it's not. You know what I mean? It's like it's like that that shitty comedian instinct yeah. where you're yes. like, let yeah. me just throw it out there and see see if anyone yes. laughs. I yes. mean, literally, he turned to me and he was like, "You <laughs> so flummoxed." He was like, "Don't are you questioning?" <laughs> and I was like, "What? No, I'm just making a bet. You don't question my faith." <laughs> and, you, yes. and he, this is not someone you knew. <laughs> I love that. that I mean, I love that instinct of like being being like playful in the real world, and then realizing, oh, I'm not in a group of funny people. But also, some people like Jimmy could get away with saying that for some reason. I couldn't get away with saying that. No, there's just I just I don't have that thing where people are like want to play with me. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know, they just think I'm serious or something. Yeah. So I have the same problem. Like I saw this woman when we were coming back through customs. Yeah. And they it was a group of people I think who had just come from like some cute like tropical place, and this woman had like. 20 hats <laughs> and they're all stacked on top of each other and they got bigger and bigger and bigger and i wanted to say to her i don't think you have enough hats frankly uh-huh. <laughs> as a as a exactly. goose you know because i thought it would be funny but like it was you knew five in the morning and everybody's in this line <laughs> yeah and i'm like if she doesn't think it's funny though yeah. it's gonna be terrible it, like right. she's gonna well, think i'm an asshole yeah but like my instinct is to always do the stuff like exactly. that and I I do that sometimes in the real world and like moms at school will just be like yeah well I love my children oh, and of course they <laughs> you know? do so and I'm like my- oh I just meant it's fun when they're away from us right that's what I was yeah. meaning oh, when yeah. I said now are you questioning I'm, my face <laughs> <laughs> Rachel this has been so delightful oh, I'm yes. so glad we got you on you guys the are story fantastic. is amazing what thank you story. please come back Please, I, I don't yeah. have any. I'm, you guys, I've already told you, nothing ever embarrassing happens to me. That's it. Oh, well, man. Here, I'm exhausted. Here's the distinction. Her. You might not be embarrassed, but it doesn't mean it's not an embarrassing story. True, true. It's so true. That, I guess, get, let's find that guy. Let's do Let's do a thing where he and I make up about me yeah, questioning his amends. face. Yeah. Once again, thank you so of much, course. Rachel. Thank you for and having me. We yes. will be right back with What Did We Learn Today? Mm-hmm. Christine. Yeah? Are you ready to learn what we learned today? I love to learn. If you win, safeguard your future. Sugar cereal makes a great gift. And Danielle Koenig, spelled wrong, is a cereal genius. I spelled it wrong? Yeah, you missed an L. It's okay. Um, Embarrassing. If you win a jackpot, act as if you will be murdered at any moment. Because you might. Because you might. Take the lump sum and invest your winnings. Yes. Never thought that would be the advice. That's so interesting. Not in Dogecoin. Don't invest in it. No, no, no. The tool a jeweler uses to analyze gems is a loop. Yeah, why did I say jewel? Oh, you know why? Because I was sp- thinking of the spelling of jewel, which is uh, a measurement of work or something, which is J-O-U-L-E. Mm. And this loop is L-O-U-P-E. That's why I was I had it screwed up in my... And I'm sure I gave the wrong definition of jewel. But it's something about a work fragment or something. Let's just focus on the things you do right. I'm sorry. Mostly Um, you do things right. Strippers can be nerds too. Yes. Yes. Crack. The choice of lotto winners everywhere. (laughs) Okay, now this is very important. I'm glad um, Garen found this for us. Providence, that show we were talking about, that um, Rachel was on with a monkey. Yeah. 
is about a successful Hollywood plastic surgeon, oh, right. Sydney Hansen. Mm, Sydney returns home to Providence, Rhode Island, to try to keep her dysfunctional family together with the help of her mother's friendly ghost. What? <laughs> Wait a second. She also finds work with the local free clinic. Who is her mother? Who plays her mother? I didn't even look that up. I, don't, I used to watch this show, and I have you no... You did? Yeah, I have no memory of there being a ghost. Or a monkey? I, don't, I do not recall a monkey. Wait a second. You don't have a memory of... I don't remember there being a ghost. But this was the premise? Are you sure yeah. you didn't like flip over to a different show it's when possible. you were... possible. Anyway, that is what we learned, and we've learned a lot. Today was just... Filled with facts and fun and frivolity. Oh my gosh, that's that's what we bring. I love it. So listen, yeah. until next time, remain, remain calm. calm.